0: Hi, and welcome back to the Wealthy AF Podcast. Nathan, I am so excited you're here. I know we've done this one time before, maybe even two. Um, But here again, as we are today, um, thank you so much for being here here, and uh, here, period.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Andrea. It's, It's good to be back. And it's good to just really tune into what it really feels like to be wealthy as fuck (laughs) it's uh, it's such a it's such a powerful feeling for anybody to step into and i hope that our conversation can bring forth more of that in people into the list yeah yeah that
0: that leads so smoothly into my first question which is what has made you feel wealthy af recently or in general
1: Recently, it has been definitely my relationships. Um, Healing my relationships with my parents uh, has been super nourishing for the soul. Um, You know, a year and a half ago, my dad and I were having screaming matches. and, uh, And recently, we have been so present and so heartfelt with each other that it's just like it's completely different in the experience of it he told me that he was proud of me for the very first time I feel like wow. and like I just broke down in tears when I received it and just like the level of appreciation for each other has really helped me to feel that like the foundational piece of my life feels so wealthy and that only more can come from that. And uh, that has translated into my business as well. Being able to share my gifts and my talents with people, uh, being able to immerse myself in communities. And of course, also like with all that, bringing in money and seeing that come through as well. So yeah, that's all been helping me feel wealthy AF as of late.
0: Mm-hmm you know, that's kind of a heavy hitter talking about family healing. And I'm sure some people who may be listening to this to hear that your dad said something that you feel like has never been expressed before. I'm sure it's like a how, like, how did, how did that happen? Um, And, and I, I know that there's so much that you could say about this, but I'm wondering, like, if you could encapsulate how that happened, like what goes into having those kinds of conversations that you never thought you would have or hear from your parents?
1: yeah i see that our parents like their generation they see their children for so so many of them see their children as their legacy and with that comes like just this hyper focus on the the child's well-being right and never did they really have a thought of like what do i actually want to do in life right? But like in this generation, we have that luxury. And like, so it's like the understanding of that was really, was, was what was allowed me to have an even deeper sense of compassion for my parents. And from the healing of my own traumas and that kind of stuff, um, I was able to just show up more lovingly with my parents and lead them into conversations that are actually helping bring us closer rather than always butting heads and disagreeing and um, trying to talk at and over each other. Um, But now being able to release all of the past pain and be able to actually feel appreciation, gratitude and love for each other. And uh, just from me being that way has allowed them to soften has my allowed my dad to actually see who I really am and not just for what I do.
0: Yeah. Were you always like this, like being coming from this loving space and leading <laughs> conversations?
1: Oh. <laughs> Hell no. not uh, Well, like I said, like a year and a half ago, my dad and I were having screaming battles. Like we, we fucking went at each, at each other's throats for a while. Um, I had a lot of resentment towards my parents for a long time and it was it was really only in the last year where it has like truly shifted and um so yeah a lot lots of deep work lots of uh looking at my own patterns looking at how i um who i became because of my pain and taking responsibility for that so that I could change. Yeah.
0: yeah. What did it take for you to start doing that? Because, you know, for someone to confront and look at their pain, is easier said than done, right? It's really uncomfortable. It's not convenient. It can be extremely scary and vulnerable and a lot of things that most people don't want to feel or even go get, get close to. So what did it take for you to really do that and start that?
1: Yeah. I would say it was when I started my first business. That in itself was like a a spiritual awakening of sorts. Um, Just me stepping into the uncertainty and uh, not having my parents' support in that. Because, you know, my parents want the best for me. They want me to be in a safe corporate, like, job, right? Right. And me stepping away from that uh, was really what brought forth all of the old, like, pain of like, oh, my parents don't actually support me. They don't want what I want. And, uh, and I was really confronted with that when that, when, when, when that happened. And so I had to really stand firm in myself and learn how to do so without hanging on to the pain that I was feeling from my parents not supporting me. And so that kind of forced me into just um, looking at my shit because I didn't want to operate under the same patterns anymore. I had to, in order for me to actually succeed in this path that I'm on, like I needed to actually look at my own stuff and not be controlled by it anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. The pain of your parents not supporting me is what you said. I feel like we need a moment of silence for that statement alone, because I think that if we don't bring this to light as something that is so real and valid and a part of an Asian immigrant or child of immigrant experience, we could easily think that that is so normal. Like, oh, I don't need my support from parents. Like mm-hmm. that there is a real and valid deep pain of not being supported, especially by your parents and your caregivers. Yeah. And, you know, I know firsthand, not just from my own journey, but also from working with people that there's a deep grief there too. Mm-hmm. Um, Is there anything you would add to that?
1: Yeah, it's the... The pain of not feeling supported and also the pain of feeling that I need to be someone I'm not in order to receive love. Right. And just the the, the level of war that goes on inside when that is the reality. Mm-hmm. When I need to be someone in order for me to feel accepted and loved. Be someone that i'm not that that i'm truly not that i don't want um tending to the war within is is where the pain really lies and it's where the work begins
0: yeah yeah Yeah. so if tending to the pain within and the war within is what might initiate and start the process how would you describe the benefits, the rewards of what it's like to be well and wealthy in the way you described it.
1: Yeah. When When I wasn't um, true to myself, even though I got the validation from outside, I would never validate myself because I didn't actually respect who I was, I wasn't being true to myself, right? And I feel that so many people can relate with that. And uh, and so really looking at that stuff and healing from it, reprogramming, has has allowed me to gain this deep level of self-trust and respect and love for who I really am and just from feeling those three things the respect the trust and the love for myself that alone has transformed my entire life and how i how i relate to the people around me how i show up in my business how i show up with women that i want to date and like just everything and so, yeah, that is the reward, is to, is to be able to like more fully express who I am and actually enjoy life, because I'm not just being half-assed with who I am,
0: uh-huh. and
1: so I can get validation. I'm being all in with who I am. Mm. And that is the best feeling ever.
0: Mm. <laughs> All in with who I am. Usually when you think of all in, you think of either gambling or all in with a relationship with someone else. But what you just said is like all in with who I am. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about your relationships with family members and like how it showed up with other people in your community and business. How does this specifically show up in your dating and romantic life all in with who you are?
1: Yeah. I love this question. I've recently started to open myself back up to dating. I've been celibate for a year, just over a year now. So just really learning how to be with myself, learning mm-hmm. how to be comfortable and happy in my own company. Love that. Which is a beautiful journey. I highly recommend. Um <laughs> but um how that has affected how I show up in relationship now. And even in my dating life, it's uh, being able to be assertive with my truth. Mm. Right. That's, that's the biggest thing. Like I, I used to be the guy, the fat kid in school that was just so fucking nervous with the girls and just didn't know how to tell them what I wanted. Didn't know how to even express my desire for her. Like, and, um, and now it's just like, not only do I get to be assertive with who I'm attracted to, and I can just tell you, I get to choose if I'm not attracted to someone, if I'm not feeling it, I get to also say that. So I, it's like being able to like really tune in with what's true for me and honoring that In the relationship and before a relationship even starts like i'm already honoring like who what is really real for me and not
0: Mm.
1: not bending to what i think she wants
0: Mm.
1: just so i can get in her pants so to speak right right and um and so that's been very liberating to be able to be like assertive in that way um it's some, it's a it's a very Refreshing experience. And I feel that, like, after this period of celibacy, I've been basically learning how to date again. Yeah. So new. Yeah. It also feels so
0: right. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine after a period of celibacy, especially for a year, and then you're opening yourself up to the dating world. And on top of that, right, you have all of these other different relationships, you have other areas of your life that are full and blooming what, what are some ways that you can check in with if you're operating from that place of what's true for you? Are there any questions that you ask? Like, how do you check that? Because the world is busy. You're busy. Things are always happening. There's there's always, always change. So I'm just kind of curious, like, what would you recommend or what can you share for who, someone who's listening as like a check-in point for how to tell if you're operating from this place that you speak of?
1: Yeah, I love that. That's a beautiful question and i i actually just had an experience of this over the last week so it's perfect (laughs) 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 so the indicator that i am not attuned to my truth is when i am very in my head and overthinking and so what i've been leaning on is Cold showers and movement to really get in my body um, and meditation as well to get into stillness and 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 I'll, and just witnessing what the voices in me are saying. And um recently in my meditations, I've been learning how to love every voice instead of like saying that this thought is not good and that thought is not good, and I need to turn. Mm stuff that thought down but now it's like oh I have this thought of um I wish he would respond to me faster interesting thank you for showing up and just like being compassionate with myself yeah to the point where it's like okay now I am back I feel that I am back in my own power back in my own body and not thinking about like Oh, is she gonna respond? Oh, does she like me? Oh, like all yeah. of these things, right? And so yeah. it's like a it's it's an energy. It's like a very flighty
0: chicken without its head. <laughs>
1: ungrounded energy versus like grounded in my body, knowing of my worth and my power and uh and just being able to be present from that place. Mm-hmm. That's how I can tell
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's the, I think these tools are available to anybody
0: yeah. yeah yeah and I can relate a lot to what you're saying because I recently went through this like to an extreme like to the point where my anxiety was so unlike me and I think it's interesting because you know as a woman I can still relate and that just goes to how we both have masculine and feminine energy we both have anxiety or calm and groundedness we all have any of this available to us it's just a matter of tuning in to again our truth that's a that's a practice and a tool that we as humans across the board regardless of age gender whatever we need we need to like put to use um you know have you been noticing any other challenges coming up for you as you're embodying and living in this new way of being, especially when it comes to dating. I mean I could tell you my challenges, but I want to hear about yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. The word fear comes up. Um, you know. I I do get scared sometimes to open heart back to love right and that's a real thing um i've loved a lot and i love hard and so many of my previous partners you know i really gave it my all and it didn't work out and i learned from it and it was also painful right and and so the the fear is is it still shows up? Mm-hmm. Oh, what if I open up my, my heart again to love and my heart gets broken again? And um, the way that I have been sitting with this voice of fear is really just acknowledging that it is scary and also. there's i don't see another way (laughs) it's like i want to experience love i because i want to experience love with someone else because i experience it so much within myself yeah i want to be able to expand upon that with somebody Mm -hmm. not from a place of i need someone to fill a void that i don't have like i have everything i need and I want to share that with people. Yeah. And and that's scary. It's vulnerable. It's uh, you know, there's there's potential for, for pain and heartbreak. Pain for sure, like it's gonna, you know, like disagreements may come up, like all of these kinds of things that come with relationship. It's a whole like entirely new ball game. Compared to like me being in relationship with myself, right? Yeah. Because I have the foundation that I've set within myself, then I know that that, that is something I can always come back to. Right. And that as my compass to navigate this next chapter.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I think if we had this conversation even a week ago, I would have like known it theoretically, but not so much like in my body. Um, And I think what's landing for me from what you said is that like what I'm getting from what you said is like for you, for me, for anyone to open ourselves up to love, it's also with the acknowledgement of fear and to be inviting of fear because the same way you have to experience grief and loss to experience gain and pleasure and joy, right? You have to be able to open yourself up to the entire spectrum, not just conditionally to love, right? Or conditionally to the good stuff, positive stuff. It's with the acknowledgement that there could be some shadow and not so pretty or not so whatever parts of it. And do you still trust yourself enough to hold and sit with that yeah. in honor of the love that you want to build and create an experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So that's what's landing for me in a different way. Um, I I wonder for you, you know, love is something you feel for yourself and you want to share with others, but why specifically with a romantic partner? Like, what about a romantic partner? you know what i mean like why we don't we don't have to right it is the most there's agony and ecstasy of an intimate relationship and such intimacy with a romantic partner so why when we can just have a lot of good friends who are there for us
1: <laughs> oh wow that's a that's a big question why
0: for you yeah for you yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> hmm i just I love love (laughs) and um, specifically with a romantic partner for me I enjoy I enjoy being romantic. I enjoy um, having a vision of where I want to go and inviting people into it.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's something very fulfilling about that. And there's something about there's something about romantic relationships where there's a level of seeing into each other that even as close as friends can get it doesn't get as deep as a romantic relationship yeah the big part of that is because you know sex is the pinnacle of the intimacy right so so the energetic exchange and the bond that is created from the act of sex and the fun and the intimacy and the dance that happens even before and after the sex is happening like that is the energy that i want to swim in
0: Mm.
1: making love even when i'm not actually physically making love and making love with life and that has been kind of the philosophy of how i live my life is to make love with life but to and to really have someone there to play in that with me it just feels so exciting to me
0: what does that look like on a daily basis like making love with life and that translating into a romantic relationship and even you know physical sexual intimacy like what does that actually mean
1: Mm -hmm. for me it has me it has looked like like just throughout this last year in my celibacy period um It's been learning how to be my own best company and learning how to um, tend to my own heart and what I feel is true in any given moment. Learning how to have fun with myself, um, taking myself out to getaways, going on little dates with myself and just like really learning to enjoy who I am And that's been such a beautiful practice for me, just in and of of itself, being able to like really enjoy my own company in that way. And um, aside from, you know, the external activities, like in the bedroom, I've cultivated my own self-pleasure practice where I don't watch porn. I don't fantasize about whatever. I'm just making love to my own body. Mm. And, that has been something that has been really transformative for me because it's like reprogramming everything that I've learned about sex as a kid, whether it be through sex education at school, which is kind of bullshit anyways, or through porn. Right. <laughs> and, and so now it's like learning how to like, just really love my body and, and, And I feel like that's such a powerful thing for a man to step into. And even for a woman. hundred percent. And I still feel that like, even me just saying this out loud, I feel that there's still a lot of taboo around that, around like, what do you mean? Like make love to your own body. Right. But it's, it also like, if you really drop into that and you're not like placing your need for pleasure or release on something outside of yourself and you're able to source that internally from with from within yourself that is the highest level of power a man can step into when he is able to have agency over his own sexual power yeah sexual like his pleasure his his uh impulses and his desire like having attunement to that in a man and being able to, being able to discern what he wants and what he doesn't want, and being assertive with that, like that is what I feel is uh, is a layer of masculinity that gets to unfold in our world right now. Because I feel like a, the world would be a much better place.
0: A hundred percent.
1: If men step deeper into that.
0: I mean, men. Yes, and people in general, like if everyone could just own what they want and what they w- don't want and just know what that even to know, let alone own, right. What they want and don't want. Yeah. And then, you know, I was thinking about this. There's a slang saying of like, Oh, I'm feeling myself. i like, I really feel it. It's like, yeah. that's literally what making love to yourself is. Like when you can literally just like feel yourself and feel good and be like, Mm, damn like I'm juicy today I'm good right yeah, I feel
1: I feel juicy <laughs> right now you just, just say yeah. that I, I love that saying because I I always say that to myself too it's like, yeah I'm really feeling myself
0: exactly right
1: now. My shirt, feel, it looks so good on me and it feels nice on my skin and like right and like just really playing with that bigness of like who I get to be yeah Like for anybody to step into that, like that's yeah, that's powerful. And that's what's life that's what life is about, really. For us to really feel good in ourselves. Right. Enjoy life from that place.
0: Yeah. And and feeling good from a place of self-empowerment and sourcing from within is very different than feeling good because someone filled your cup or someone was pouring into you or someone was validating you, right? You mentioned earlier that it feels empty if you don't know how to receive that or you don't even know how to hold that for yourself. Whereas being able to have that circulate within yourself, for yourself, through yourself, that is like a never ending well and source that can never tap out unless you just don't do it for yourself anymore, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. And that that right there, that work is what I help people with. It's to... It's have that kind of relationship with themselves so that they can become magnetic to that, which yeah. they, Right. Because in order to be magnetic, we need to know what we want and what we don't want and yeah. be a firm stand for what that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question. When can you spot in someone else when they're magnetic and when they are coming from everything that we've talked about, how would you describe that?
1: Hmm the first cue is just body language like how how someone even steps into a room and how their presence and their energy shows up in a room like that is already the first indicator of whether okay wow like this guy or this woman they're feeling themselves right now and i feel it like once they stepped in the room something changed yeah and so that that is like surface level of what I feel already. Um, And deeper than that and beyond that, it's uh, being able to express vulnerably and being able to be charismatic and funny um, and, and to just know that this person is truly being authentic to who they are and they're not trying to put up some mask in order to receive approval or they're not fetching for compliments or like just being so solid and firm within themselves that is when i can tell
0: that someone's magnetic yeah 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 i would i would also add that it's not just in noticing someone's presence but in their presence you feel good Right, because I think there can be energies and people who come into the room where you're like, "Oh, there's a presence," but it's like, "Oh, I feel it," but I don't know if I like necessarily want to engage. It's not inviting. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. The inviting aspect is important. Yeah, and I guess that's what uh, when I say charismatic, that's kind
0: right. of uh, yeah kind
1: of mixes in together with that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, what's is there anything else you want to add about this whole relationship and dating that we've talked about? Like, I'm just imagining people taking notes during this conversation. Like, what would you want them to know? Like, hey, if you want to come to a place within yourself where you are attracting the kinds of people that you want in your life and you just feel good about everything that you do, Mm -hmm. you know, besides what we talked about, what are some things that maybe most people don't talk about or consider that you would want them to know?
1: Yeah. What's coming through is um, I'll speak, I'll speak for men right now um, Mm -hmm. because I'm a man and What's coming through is for myself growing up, it was uh, how, how I felt in my heart, wasn't always um, made to be okay to feel. Mm.
0: Right?
1: And so it was either I would think my way into solutions Or I would act on impulse, on my lower impulses to numb and to distract myself and to escape reality. So a personal example of that would be to, like, lower impulses, I turn to porn to, like, escape. And so, like, I'm really, like, acting from my dick and not really – allowing my entire body and my brain to really process like whether or not this is something i don't want to do if it if i'm too in my head then it's thinking about ways in which i can gain the approval of others um getting really good grades um being very in my head and trying to be as nice and as funny as possible which is which can come off as inauthentic right and Mm -hmm. so i feel that a lot of people that are not attuned to the truth of what they feel in their hearts we operate from either a very heady place or a impulsive lower uh place in Uh our in, in just like the three I'm I'm envisioning envisioning like three energy like main energy centers
0: mm-hmm.
1: our nervous system our mm-hmm. head and our cock right <laughs> right I'm speaking for men here you can replace yes. you can replace cock with pussy if you want it's it's kind of the same in terms of like the energy of of which I'm speaking to right so when if I just like go to from a side and like I'm if I'm really in my head and I'm like leaning forward and that's like kind of how my energy shows up everywhere Mm. forward right but and if I'm acting on lower impulses like the saying like men thinking with their dicks right then I'm like like my dick's kind of taking me and I'm like leaning back Mm. taking me impulsively right but then the work here is like to center ourselves in our hearts. And that's that's where the soul speaks to us, right? That is what is true for us. And like and that could be the full spectrum as you were speaking to earlier, right? It's a full spectrum of emotions of human yeah. experience, and feeling into what the realness of of that is in any given moment and then letting that inform the mind. So then we can attune our entire being into our thrust into the world. Yeah, and so that is how we get to show up in life to be the most powerful we can be in our own lives and in relationships. Because when a woman feels that from a man, it's, it's sexy as fuck. <laughs> it's so, yeah, that's yeah. What
0: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, right, your heart is literally the bridge. It's the connection point between the lower and the upper and the lower and upper can exist, but without the middle, you're just like a floating head or just like a chopped off body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the heart is so necessary as a place of operating from, um, and probably the most magnetic, the most like light beam energy that you can get from someone, um, Mm -hmm. So I totally agree. Um, I mean.
1: I love that you use the word bridge because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Connecting your entire body. It's like the heart and a big part of my journey is, has been the heart to cock connection (laughs) and, and learning how to tend to that because because the porn and the addiction in the past has disconnected my heart from my, yeah. And, and so, and so like having that as a bridge is so important to be able to show up powerfully in life and in our relationships.
0: Yeah. You know, I think I forget who says it, but it's like the biggest distance I'm totally going to butcher it. It's like the longest journey you can make is from your head to your heart. Right. I think that's the first part for a lot of people to even connect their mind with their body, their mind with their emotional body, their feelings. And then deeper level, deeper intimacy is like you said, connecting the head and the heart and your sexual parts, like your deepest, truest desires. Um, I think that depending on where people are in their journey, you can tell if they've only been in in the head or only you know, tread between their head and their heart, or if they've gone past mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. like really, really sink into, because I think, you know, we talk about um, our, our sexual parts, but it, rep- it represents so much more than that. Like there's a lot of ancestral intergenerational stuff that can seem like caution and warning signs when we go down there, because lots of trauma, lots of like, no, you can't do and be what you want. There's like so much shame, um, it, that lives there.
1: Depression and like sexuality is bad and simple. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even religion, right. Our relationship with religion and how we may have been raised to, to believe what it is and it isn't. Um, so yeah, I definitely would add that part where sex, sec, uh, sensuality and sexuality is like definitely not for the faint of heart. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah yeah. there's a I feel like there's a lot that is like locked up down there for people because of what you just spoke to
0: yeah yeah but it is amazing (laughs) when you get there
1: exactly and and like if the heart isn't there to bridge then we're just it's like this disjointed relationship that we have with, with those parts right and with how we show up in our sexual expression
0: yeah
1: one thing i do want to add here because it's something that i I have noticed in in the world and the space of inner work of 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 raising consciousness is is that you know when we first start attuning to our hearts I'll speak again I'll speak to men um for us men once we connect with our hearts it's like oh wow like there's so much here like and we realize like how how sensitive we can actually be and how like how much range of emotional capacity we actually have i believe that sometimes in the conscious space that that is so celebrated that men just stay there they stay in their hearts and and it doesn't complete itself by way of making the decision with the head and thrusting forward into life right right? if we just stay in our hearts then we're not we're just being in our emotion and in our emotional space but like it's important to really cycle that 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 emotional awareness into decision and into action right so that's and that that is like the integrated masculinity that yeah um, that is uh needed yeah
0: 100 percent. yeah um you know to start to close up i'd love to ask you like what's the kind of wealth you want to pass on and share with others
1: You know we live in a time right now where there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on in the world, war, pain, grief, um, trauma. And I think, for me personally and also what I feel for so many of us is that the greatest form of wealth we can share with others is, our genuine expressions of love and allowing our expressions of love to influence and impact others in such a way where they will also open themselves up to more love and then this ripple effect just happens because people who love will just want to share more of that and um, in order to really do that we have to first face off with our pain and what is blocking us all the barriers that we put up on our hearts that block us from really feeling that and so that is that is true wealth when we can tap into that wellspring that that you mentioned right and to be able to share abundantly with others yeah Um, from just telling someone that you love them or doing something nice for somebody um you know, sharing what your gifts are in this lifetime with people in ways that will help them better themselves. Um, there's so many ways to be kind and to share love, and that is something that we all get to lean on more.
0: That's beautiful. I'm uh, as I hear you, I'm like, I did that today in like such a, I, in such small micro moments, right? Um, and I remember where when it was hard for me to even operate from that, because like you said, there was so much guard and yeah. harness and protection around my heart. And not to say that mine's completely free of that, but I think the difference with me now is that I'm actively like doing the work and the practice to keep my heart open and to consciously choose to share it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Nathan, you know, how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more, if they want to, you know, just are curious about what we've talked about, because I definitely know that, that this was just a tip of the iceberg. So where would you like for people to connect with you?
1: Yeah, find me on Instagram, the. Nathan Kwan. Um, I'm sure you'll add it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. If, uh, that's that's where you can find me. That's I have uh, content there that will... Elaborate more on these kinds of things that we talked about and also deeper relational issues that uh, I see a lot of between partners and, um, and how to navigate through uh, conflict, intimacy, and expressing our truth, all of those kinds of things, Uh, you can find me on Instagram for more of that.
0: Yeah. Your content has been popping lately. So I totally recommend people to check it out. Um, I also just want to thank you for being the kind of man who is doing this work and sharing it. I think that, like you said, the world is very saturated with all sorts of perspectives and personalities, but I think yours was very refreshing from the get-go, such heartfelt and purposeful and you know I I think it also stands out that you're an Asian man which to me was was just like yes so thank you <laughs> for existing i appreciate you
1: yeah thank you so much for your kind words and i yeah, i am truly honored that uh, you see me in this way and and that i get to share this space with you to serve your audience and all the other people who this falls into their world
0: yeah. 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 Thanks to everyone who joined. And until next time, thanks, Nathan. <laughs> Thank you, Andrea.